last time on Oz Hour. Okay, so last time on Oz Hour, the Gnome King is back, and he is wanting his belt back. He is not happy about it, so he gets all his little minions, the Calico Dude, the Generals, to come up with a plan to get it. Now we're going to Dorothy, who's down in Kansas, having several mortgages, learning that she is now poor, the poor little baby. And she's like, let's go back to Oz. I'm going to actually use that belt power for once in my goddamn life to go back to Oz. And she does. And then begs Ozma saying, please, we need to get my family here. We need to take care of them. Please, can I can I bring them to Oz so they can be rich too? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I literally don't care. Bring them here. It's totally fine. And then we go to go back to the Gnome King, actually. And he is like, I actually don't like what the other general did, so I threw him away. And we got a new general who's like, ha, 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 I have an excellent plan. General general cuff general general guff he's like i'm going to get all the villains gather them all and we're going to collect we're going to collect the belt the wand everything powerful in oz and that is how we end it thank you good night hi there and welcome to oz hour the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz. That's right. With the help of some alcohol, we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series. Today, we will be continuing with book six, The Emerald City of Oz, covering chapters five through eight. We are your hosts, Blake Stone and Wyatt Swain. And joining us, as always, is our resident Oz initiate, Hannah Aguirre. Icky, icky for twang. What is that, what is though? That? Charlie and I recently watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and they say that. Oh, I think we started that. Or no, we started Life of Brian, yeah. and we were like, we have to go to bed. <laughs> that's pretty insane. No, but now that's a call to action for all of us to watch uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail. It's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I will say that. I'm not surprised by that. Well, Even Life of Brian, what I s- we saw before we fell asleep, no, it was, was funny. It was I, really I should. I, it sounded like a criticism. We said we have to go to bed because it was 10:30 on a yeah, school night. Because why did we start that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <it was> understandable. <laughs> um, but Hannah, you just recapped uh, our last chapters when you played last time on um it took how i didn't write it down how long did that take that was one minute and 27 seconds <laughs> okay so a little long. bit over time but longer. actually hannah you were quite thorough the only note i have for you is good job on finding general guff's name um why any notes my secondary note to that would be how in the world can they get to the land of Oz, Ooh, given the deadly desert lies between? I do remember, actually. Tell us. Under. Yep, under the under. desert. Because under. only the earth on the top, I guess, is deadly. For some reason, the stone and sand underneath isn't deadly. But yes. It's not the same sand. It's, it's well, I mean, that's sand. true. That's true. Safe so yes, sand. that would be not even that important, really, but it will be important as we get into the rest of the book. So, yeah, that's their plan. Other yeah. than that, though, yeah, very long and omitted an important detail. So that's very, my summary. Very nice uh, visiting with you, Hannah. If you'll sit back a moment, I would like to invite Wyatt to tell us about the cocktail he's prepared for us this evening. So this evening, we are going to be drinking a simple, sweet, and true 
the meaning of which will be clear later. It is a play on a old-fashioned. It will be a little sweeter than an old-fashioned and a little more orange. I do love not, a little sweeter. I will say not sweet enough for some in the room. Oh, no. Uh, That's it me. will be interesting. <laughs> so. I just sniffed it and gagged. No, stop. I already feel like... Ga- <laughs> Was that real? Producer Charlie is gagging in the corner. Here we go. <laughs> you can find the recipe on Ozara Podcast at Instagram. Cheers. <laughs> Tastes like hand soap. I like it. I like it. it. <laughs> Chapter five. How Dorothy became a princess. Okay, so history people- lesson. It's a history lesson to start. Ooh. Okay, I think I probably have that. So I mean, because of course it begins with the people of the Emerald City hear that Dorothy's back, and they're very excited to see her. Everyone loves Dorothy. Yeah. We all know that. It's and nothing crazy. Like, she's super popular. She's super well loved, and you know, from time to time, people from outside of Oz, people from the outside world, visit Oz. Yeah. History begins. Now we're starting the history lesson. The preamble is everyone loves Dorothy, and then it's just history. Every single time someone from the real world, I I mean, I say real world because I live in America. Aussians would probably say outside world. Um, Every time someone visits from the outside world, they have either come with Dorothy or they have been the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. No one else has ever, ever ventured in, which is interesting. And the only and of those people who have been brought to Oz, which I mean, does this make Oz more of a reliable source or a not reliable source? (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's not really a for sure answer, but it's like (laughs) only two. Goddamn people outside of Oz have been to Oz. But there's also the Shaggy Man who lives there uh, now. Belina Bil- uh, lives there now, too. And um, what fucking what's Dorothy's cousin's name? Uh, Jeb. Jeb. Jeb visited. Jeb. Um, that's right. I mean, Dorothy's else? brought Toto and yeah, everyone. Oh, yeah. Santa Claus has been there. But, but like. But oh, OK. Actually. Well, oh no, because Santa's from a fairyland, and so were all those guests yeah, as well. Yeah, it's like a Santa technically. Yeah. So the outside world being non-fairyland, yeah. they've all come either with Dorothy or yeah. were the wizards. Okay, exactly. That yes. makes sense. Well, why is sense. she so goddamn special? Next question. Well, well. who, Dorothy? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know why it's happening to her, but if you think about it, it's like the Shaggy Man came with her. Now he's the governor of the royal storehouses. Yeah, can you believe that? We wow. put we put a thief yeah. in charge of the <laughs> storehouses. Well, he knows how a thief thinks. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> That's a good point, honestly. Um, and then Belina, she stayed. She's got a house in the back gardens, and she is raising her very large family. Yeah, she's got all sorts of... You'll find out. Um, (laughs) Got more than Dorothy's now. Overall, the people of Oz are just like... They think Dorothy's like good luck. They're like, oh, like she brought... Let's see. hmm. She killed two witches. She awakened the Scarecrow, who was king of the Emerald City, and then also is super popular still. Mm -hmm. She... um, if I can rescue the Tin Woodman, who's now the Say emperor, his name. We, he she rescued Nick Chopper, who is the <laughs> emperor of the Winkies, and 
like she's just done so much. So they're of like, yeah, of course. And everything, think there, she yeah, there. everything. There's been. It seems like there's been so many changes in like this city, and yeah. it's all mainly been because of Dorothy yeah. or like. Or even like the wizard and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and they like love now. the wizard too. Like yeah. the last couple of books, Alfred Baum has been kind of shoving down our throats that like, uh, fucking Oz is this perfect utopia, and I think none of that could exist without Dorothy having been there. No, Dor- I'd agree. Yeah, Dorothy is a historical event. Yeah, yeah. like that's it. And he like, says, um, that like of course people think she's good luck, but believe it or not. Dorothy could not accomplish these things uh, because she's a magic fairy or she's got, I don't know, sorcerer powers. Yeah, it's not magic. It's not magic. She is just simple, sweet, and true, which is the name of our cocktail. Mm, uh, cute. But that's it, that's true. It honestly it made me like vaguely emotional for some reason. I was like, it is true. And he, and he says like, it's you know. It's also very much giving me the like. Uh, trope like the Narnia trope of like these four kids that are able to travel into Narnia and they become king and queen and yeah. But all that to say, Dorothy was joyfully welcomed to the Emerald City. Everyone loves her, but no one knew that Dorothy was planning to stay. They're like, oh yeah. my god, Dorothy! But they don't know. Only Ozma knows. Like, hey, she's here for good, and her family's coming. At this point, at this yeah. point. So Dorothy's greeted by all her old friends at the oh, musiker. The um, musiker? No, I'm just Oh, my kidding. God. <laughs> I was like, how I got you. Sorry, I was, I was trying to get her. <laughs> I was like, my first note was not the musiker. And I was like, how the <laughs> fuck did he get to Oz? He's on a no. watch list. No, he's dead. Like, no one likes the musiker. He's dead, too. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, someone actually bright. probably murdered him after they heard about him. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Someone just came up. Well, and then that person was sentenced to death because you can't murder him. No, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. the only way you can um, <laughs> but so, But she is greeted by TikTok, the Shaggy Man, Jack Pumpkinhead, Cowardly Lion, Professor H.M. Wogglebug T.E., who, frankly, is not a friend of Dorothy's. The Wogglebug and Dorothy are not friends. They've never no. been friends. The Wogglebug always turns up at, like, random moments where there's a lot of guests. Yeah. And they don't talk. They're not friends. H.M. Wogglebug. They're just kind of, like, somewhat in the same circle they a little are. bit. The Wogglebug is Tip's friend. However, for some reason, in this situation, we get this elongated explanation of the Wogglebug. I think because he's not one of Dorothy's friends. He's just mm-hmm. this guy. Because it's like, oh, he's a remarkable creature. Like, and I hope you all wanted to hear all about him because he <laughs> was real tiny. Then he got magnified and he walked off the screen. So we get the his and then we get the history. And we also learn interesting. We don't get descriptions of anyone else. No. And you're right. I think it's because the Wogglebug is here so infrequently. However, the secondary thought on that is that also it says he's dressed like a dandy and he's very intelligent, but well, he has been Im- <laughs> he has been appointed as the professor and head of the Royal College. So he's also the only person who's taken on a new like thing. I mean, we got called out the shaggy man. He's the governor of the storehouses. Sure. But like, I don't know. I'm just like, OK, yeah. not one of Dorothy's friends, but also something different for him is that he's now the head of the Royal College. That's oh, different. Yeah. I, he I, seems like he's had a different job in every book. And I, I really don't have my receipts in front of me, but it seems like he's always working with adolescents and always yeah. bettering them. So I swear good for it was him, the I guess. college of athletics before. But yeah, yeah, it was a college of athletics. Um, but Dorothy visits with her friends. She has a nice long talk with the wizard who we're told is little and old, old and withered, withered and dried, dried up. up. 
and merry and active. <laughs> the wizard? Yeah. And he's he's disgust. He's like on the brink of death. Does he have his pigs? The pigs not mentioned. Oh, they're not mentioned. Pigs not mentioned. They may um, all be dead, but after no, I they mean, might. If, no. if he's withered, I yeah, mean, how, exactly. How long do you think a tiny little pig lives? You know, I mean, they're the size of oh, mice. the little hearts are just beaten. They don't even. They're not even real hearts. They're not even real hearts. They don't last that long. Uh, no, but after chit chatting for a little while, Dorothy goes into the garden. She visits with Belina and her fast-growing family of chicks. <laughs> Many so, chicks. I guess no one eats. The eggs anymore. Belina <laughs> used to be insulted. Is everyone vegetarian? Belina used to be yeah. like pissed off when people didn't eat the eggs. Now she's kind of like, don't eat my eggs. Like these are yeah. my children. Yeah. And she we're kind of going to get there she's later mother. too. She's very into child rearing. Okay. She is mother. She is mother. <laughs> um, oh, also Toto's really happy to see everyone. And I'm wondering, did um, I forget nope. that Toto was there? Well... Oh. So when she went upstairs, I think she held Toto in her arms as she was okay. waiting to be transported. Um, but he hasn't been mentioned for sure yeah, for a like long time. She visited I mean, with Ozma last week, and we didn't like hear anything about Toto being there. Yeah. So when when it said, "Oh, Toto was excited to see everyone too," I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that was literally just yesterday that he was there. True. They all they arrived yesterday, but I agree he wasn't highlighted, but. In case you were wondering, um, he is the a special friend of the Shaggy Man. I didn't think that was true. No, he spent a lot of time in his pocket, so I mean, I'm I guess so. Oh, that's I guess what I that's thought. True. Um, I, I don't a, know if that is like a bonding moment. Yeah, that was a, that was a <laughs> Toto, Toto thought it was. Yeah, it was definitely it's giving Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but honestly, like being the only dog in Oz, Toto is widely regarded and respected. As also, are all animals in Oz. Isn't that crazy? He's the only dog in Oz. Belina's the only chicken, well, and Toto's the only dog. We, and we uh, did. There's learn no horses that. either. There's no horses. Jim was the only horse, oh, yeah, except for the Star Wars. Oh, yeah. What animals are there in Oz? The Cordelias. No oh my! Shut up. <laughs> there's no chickens in Oz, but the gnomes are allergic to eggs. So what's laying eggs in Ev? I guess there's other birds. Oh. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Just other birds. <laughs> the I meteor guess. didn't get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, not in um, Oz. <laughs> then we get a description of Dorothy's apartment with its beautiful sitting room, dressing room, bed chamber, and big marble bathroom. And luxury. Luxury. Luxury law. <laughs> we learn <laughs> we learn that the dressmakers of Oz keep Dorothy's closets full of beautiful gowns, which is why she didn't bring her calico and gingham dresses with yeah, her. Yeah, remember when she was like, I guess I won't need those. And it's, yeah, yeah her wardrobe is stocked. Ozma has planned everything. She planned all of Dorothy's room. She planned all of her dresses. And Dorothy loves all of this. This is like, we get a moment where it's like, yeah, Dorothy always wanted to go home because she loved, like, her aunt and uncle. But, like... She would have preferred to be here, like, yeah. obviously. It's if a, if it's Aunt Em and Uncle Henry were not in the picture, yeah, there um, would have been, it would have been strictly, we're in Oz, and we're not going anywhere Absolutely, else. and it no literally question. says the only reason she ever wanted to return to Kansas was because Aunt Em and Uncle Henry were there, and they needed her, which, like... I'm sorry, but in every single book, Dorothy's never happy to be where she is, and she's always like, "Please send me home. I want to go home. I don't want to be here. I want to go home." And you're not there. But and she's not there. But okay, so here's the thing: Aunt Em and Uncle Henry, we learn, are poor in this book. 
just because she thought that they were well off or doing fine or living normal or whatever, why would she think they wouldn't be more happy in the City of Emeralds? She should have invited them to come live there ages ago. I said before, even if my family, I think, well, obviously last episode, if my family was extremely wealthy, I would have brought home two emeralds. Like, I would have been like, hey, give me a handful of emeralds. You got a ton of them. I'm going to take it home. It's like, like, bring the emeralds home so you can live in the plains of Kansas or bring Aunt Aunt M and Uncle Henry to to the Emerald City and just live it up. Personally, I, I mean, if it was like my uncle and aunt who are just like... They don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm going to bring you guys stuff back so you can stay, live your regular life. But now you have money and you don't have to work yeah. anymore. I will visit you guys twice a month. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm safe. Yeah. But also, if I'm going to take you to Oz, then. Yeah. Same thing. It's like you guys are just going to fucking chill on some farm that I'm going to make for you. Yeah. Guess what, bitch? I'm princess. Yeah. Exactly. I'm the princess of Oz. <laughs> well, honestly, like, she's so excited for Aunt Em and Uncle Henry to come experience the luxuries of this place. And so the next morning, Dorothy puts on a sky blue dress <laughs> well, embossed with pearls and shoes with pearl buckles and a tiara covered in pearls. This is camp. This is drag. <laughs> yeah. There's pearl fringe. She's serving luck. There's pearl makeup. But the thing that I want to emphasize here is that Dorothy didn't put any of that on. She was instructed. Ozma said, "Hey, here's what I want you to wear." Dorothy is Ozma's doll now. Okay. No, well, here's the thing. Ozma, However, Ozma's been pretty controlling so far in this she book, has been. and yeah. will kind of continue to be so. But Ozma told Dorothy, "Hey, you are here as a princess. You are here as an ambassador. Like, you need to dress for your rank." It's giving so I princess guess diaries. It just yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> honestly, it just like turns out that Dorothy was sent away to have a job anyway. So it's like <laughs> should have just stayed in America. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly though, that that I think that's an important I'd thing rather to be a princess though, if I had to choose. Yes. Yeah, between poor farm girl right. who has to go yeah, work Osmo for a lady. Me up. Between <laughs> tutor to some like rich kids in New York City or Yeah, princess of a fairy country. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she's loving it and she like she's fine with it she's like yeah like i don't care being dressed up in this stuff like ozma's happy and dorothy just wears her little dress she's all in pearl it's cool but she's like but in my heart i'm still a country girl yeah. <laughs> like, you can she's hey, she's simple i'm a redneck woman <laughs> ain't no high class i don't know the words they f- go to eat breakfast though they go to eat breakfast in ozma's boudoir yes it is just right there uh, and also, I'm like, okay, wait the fuck? They're they're eating breakfast. Dorothy's already wearing her sky blue pearl fringed pearl hat, pearl buckle. She woke up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. I guess, yeah, <laughs> and that's what I forget. I forget. Wake up in the morning, put my glasses on with my pearls, with my pearl necklace, with my pearl dress, with, with my, my pearl, pearl buckles. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm gonna hit this city, and that's what she did. There you go. So she hit the city. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to drop some jam on your opulent, like, fucking croissant onto your blue dress. No, and well, there's then no, what? There's no room for those kinds of errors because <laughs> when they finish eating, Ozma's like, time to bring Emily and Henry here. And Dorothy's like, oh, 
shit. So that's but, happening now. Yeah. yeah. Osmond's like, all right, let's get the belt. Let's get the belt. Yeah. We're gonna go. Um, and uh, Osmond's like, let's let's go to the throne room. I think it's, it's just a little... gonna teleport them. Yeah, she's just gonna yeah. teleport them unannounced. Yeah. Oh. So no, Dorothy, no, no, no. you're not gonna do that to my uh, my parents. Yeah. Dorothy really, no. really wanted. You're you're about to have some trauma here. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Dorothy really wanted to go back to Kansas. To the farmhouse and say, "Hey, here's what's gonna happen." Give him okay, a heads ready. up. That's what she said. Yeah. But like, but Ozma's like, "Nope, we're doing it now. We're gonna go to the throne room. It's a distinguished place." Ozma, and Ozma, Dorothy's Ozma. like, "Hey, um, they're not very distinguished, Ozma. They're just plain people like me." And <laughs> Ozma's like, "Being your relatives, they are distinguished. Yeah, you're a princess." Ozma's like, oh, "Yeah, that doesn't mean anything though in Kansas." It doesn't. Uh, yeah, starts, it's a fairy country. Dorothy's putting up a fight she starts to panic she's like i know she's like no feel that way i'd be scared of them having a heart attack she's like they won't know what to do with your beautiful furniture it it might scare them and my thought was like that's the furniture might yeah okay i think the teleporting okay you say that (laughs) but ozma has a solid gold throne with enough emeralds on it to buy the entire world so the furniture is a little overwhelming i think so a gold chair is scary See, if I got teleported to a place with a bunch of gold, I would be like, oh, grateful. It's the teleportation part that would yeah. get me in a little bit of a, oh. So, so Dorothy's trying to negotiate. But she can't. Yeah, I mean, she she's, she's just like, hey, how about like the back gardens with the chickens and the cabbage? They might be more comfortable there. <laughs> Ozma is like. Teleport somewhere poor. Ozma, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Ozma's like, no, actually, the first time they see me, I'm going to be in my throne. Capiche? Yeah. And Dorothy's like, okay, you know what? <laughs> okay, like, Ozma. Dorothy's like, I can't argue with Ozma. Uh, she's accustomed to getting what she wants. Yeah. And also she is the queen who is letting my family come live here with me and also me live here. So like this is it such actually a crazy doesn't matter. Crossover. It like it's is so, so strange. This is wild. So they go to this huge the, the throne room. It's this huge domed room. It's like goes super high. The throne is solid gold and has enough gemstones to stock an entire jewelry store. And that's it. Ozma is wearing the magic belt. She sits down in her throne, and Dorothy sits at her feet like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I like do want to. <laughs> that is also actually my literal verbatim note really? uh, because <laughs> in the book, it was like sits at her feet, and I was like, does she curl up on the mat? Yeah, like, like, what the like, hell? Ew. <laughs> oh, ew. That's her like little wimpy. That's when she goes down. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also. Ew. This room, the throne room, is full of people in extravagant dress. They're all wearing suits and gowns. So it's like there's a crowd there. It's her subjects, her courtiers. And and also there are electric fountains shooting perfumed water from the ground all the way up to the domed ceiling. I highlighted the word electric in red. Mine's in all caps. Electric? Dorothy doesn't have electricity in her house. House. Yeah, and what does it mean? What, electric fountain. Electric. I, I they think it means figured the, out electricity in the Emerald City. So, like for instance, <laughs> like a fountain in a Roman city in you know prehistory, that would have been like gravity fed, right? Like it would have been a fountain that was fed by a gravity thing, and it would do that. So, electric, I think, distinguishes that there's probably an electrical air pump running it or something. Okay. Which increases the power. You don't have to have water above falling below to make it happen. 
whatever the water is is getting pushed up through with a pump. But what it means is it's like an extreme fountain. It's yeah, like it's higher huge. It's than anyone's ever seen. Yeah. Um, importantly, also, the Cowardly Lion and the Hungry Tiger are lying at either side of the throne. Yeah. So that'll be a warm welcome. So for Ozma <laughs> is <laughs> like, hey, Dorothy, you ready? And Dorothy is like, yeah, I am. But my aunt and uncle probably aren't. And Ozma is like, oh, well, you know what? We're about to give them really good life, aren't we? Okay, here they come. That's it. So in this moment, in the throne room. As she says, here they come. Yes. <laughs> when she says come, they appear. Aunt Emma and Uncle Henry are appeared. They stand motionless. They're caught off guard. Aunt M is in a calico skirt. She's wearing a faded blue checkered apron and a pair of Henry's old slippers. Her it, hair's a mess. Her husband's old slippers. She is wearing just like a house dress with an apron and, and like her a, and they, a size 12. Boot. And they throw yeah. her up in front of all these people. And she, the her hair woman. is a mess. Her hair's too. a mess. She and was you, a, know, she you was can't just do home. that to a but woman. You might be asking. You might be asking, well, what's in her hands at least? Like, are her hands empty? They're not oh. empty. What are they filled with? There's a filthy gray rag in one of them, and then the chipped earthenware old plate in the other that she was she washing. She was washing dishes and then got, Broop, I'm in a throne room. Yeah. It's just so inconsiderate. It's so inconsiderate. It and Dorothy mm-hmm. said, I would like to go yeah. home and we tell gotta them. We gotta give them a heads and up. I they don't know like, what's going Osmer on. Is apparently such a this loving, understanding friend. I don't understand why she wasn't like, okay, yeah, do that. Uh, it's Alfred literally Baum so just, easy. Yeah. You Alfred have a Baum, magic belt that can let yeah. you do anything. Alfred yeah. Baum just <laughs> didn't want to write that part. Um, so then Henry, he was out in the barn doing chores when he was transported. So he's wearing like this, like sweat stained, ratty old, like straw hat mm-hmm. and overalls. And he's wearing this like no collar shirt. It's like a t-shirt basically. Like a Henley. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Henley shirt that is like obviously super informal. It's stained his, uh, overall or his coveralls. No, they're overalls are like tucked into these cowhide boots like he looks like shit too and he's been doing chores so he's just like he just looks like shit uncle henry says and in the middle of doing chores like yeah he's not in his good look (laughs) yeah those i know i'm leaving the place what happens to the animals yeah do they all just die they better have a friend ozma can do magic so all she has to do is use the belt and make those chickens into people and then then she'll be fine fair enough yep that's it just like the fairy godmother in Cinderella. <laughs> so those so this um, chickens will be turned into people and just wandering around Kansas. They'll yeah. know. They'll know. What <laughs> to do. They're going to walk um, into all the buildings and just be like, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and like, oh, arrest that man. Yeah. Um, but honestly, moving on, Uncle Henry says, buy gum. And on M says, well, I swan. <laughs> Did you look that up? No, did you? I did not. It means nothing I, to me. I assumed it meant like I swear or something yeah. like that. Yeah. What's it? What was it? I swan. I swan. I swan. I space S W A N. I'm gonna start saying that. I, I, I at work. Too. Yeah, you better. Uh, by I, gum. Oh my god, I swan. <laughs> oh, I swan. I never. <laughs> but they are um, frightened. 
and they look around. They're like, "What the fuck?" And they see they see Dorothy, and <laughs> Aunt Em is like, "Don't that look like our little girl, Henry? Our Dorothy?" Henry takes a closer look at Dorothy while doing that and notices a huge tiger and lion on either side of the throne. And he goes, hey, look out, Em. Take (laughs) care of those wild beasts or you're a goner. This is exactly how L. Frank Baum wrote it. It's how it's spelled out because I know that Dorothy sometimes talks like that too. I ain't scourged. Odds just fine. So it does run in the family. Yeah. (laughs) It runs. Oh, we will learn about a couple of things that run in the family. Actually, as it pertains to the line. I'm glad we're getting the Dorothy lore on this book. Yes. I know. I'm like, her dead mother was a dreamer. Dead mother. You may say her dead mother's a dreamer, but she's not the only one. Thank you. So Dorothy runs up. She hugs them. She kisses them. She's like, don't be afraid. Fear not. <laughs> um, but she she tells them that Ozma has brought them here to live in the land of Oz. And they will never struggle. They'll never want for anything ever again. And she takes them over to Ozma. And she's like, hey, here's my aunt and uncle. They want to say thank you. <laughs> and Aunt Em is just like, she's like, Patooey. She's like spitting on her hands trying to slick it yeah. back. She's like, oh my Dude, fucking god. Like, she's like, she's like, I was not ready for this. Yeah. My hair's a mess. She's doing a little, she's like hiding the rag and the bowl like under her apron and she's like bowing. Henry is just like, he takes off his hat and then he's like, my fucking hair, I'm doing chores. He's in a bad place. And Ozma rises and she walks up and greets them as if they were a king and queen. Mm. Oz was like, you're here for us. Like, her. you're the family. You're with us. Like, no I welcome what. you. Yeah. You're She's everything. Like, hey, you live here now. This place belongs to you as much as it belongs to me. I hope you'll enjoy yeah. your new home. And she turns to the, like all the people in the room and she's this like, hey. Is, this is beautiful. Yeah, she's like, this is Dorothy's family. You're going to honor them and respect them and treat them like you would me. And now you all bow. And then they all bow. And they all bow. And Anem and Uncle Henry are just like kind of like nodding their heads like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. They, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. They're so uncomfortable, understandably, yeah. but, like, yeah. it's also kind of adorable. I don't want to, like, laugh at their expense, but, like, it's kind of adorable. I'm glad they're not upset. Um, well, then, I mean. So, Ozma tells Dorothy, hey, show your aunt and uncle to their rooms, and then join me later for lunch. We know how this goes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be lunch. Uh, me, go to your room, get changed, come to lunch. Mm-hmm. That's how it yeah. always get is. Get dolled up, um, we're going to eat. So, once Dorothy gets them alone in the hallway, on M like, squeezes Dorothy's hand, and she's like, how did we get here so quickly? Is this real? Are we going to live here, like that woman said? What's this all mean, anyhow? Yeah. <laughs> instead <laughs> of Instead of answering... Instead of answering any of her questions, Dorothy just laughs. Yeah. And Henry is like, no. He's just like, Dorothy, why didn't you tell us about this plan? Like, I would have put on my Sunday clothes. Like, he's I would have been waiting quietly. And Dorothy's like, hey, I'm going to explain all of this to you guys. Like, and we, we know that this was her idea was to, to go back been and tell to them. do all of that. Like, yeah. no, like all these problems would have been resolved. So she's like, hey, I'll explain it later. But all that matters, literally all that matters is, like, 
I am so glad you're here. I've always wanted you and to be we, here. We are very lucky people. Yes, yeah. And yeah, she's like, literally the only thing you need to worry about from now on is being pretty. So you're worried about being pretty now? Yeah. That's all you have to do ever uh, again. Uh, Uncle you know. Henry's like, I don't think we'll make very bang up fairies. And she's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> you don't, don't fucking worry. Yeah. Because they're, um, they're like, we look fucking awful. But like, <laughs> she tells them, like, all you have to do is sit around and look pretty. At the same time, both on M and Uncle Henry are like, you sure? And Dorothy's like, yes. I'm sure you're in the fairyland of Oz, but more than that, you belong to it. Damn. And that is the end of chapter five. How Dorothy became a princess. And Blake, what would you call that? Mm. I didn't try to get too creative. I just called that Welcome to Oz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapter six. How Guff visited the whimsies. So it's really just a back and forth, back and forth. Uh, they're gonna, you're gonna get the whiplash. Yeah, <laughs> back and forth. Like it's like when the previous chapter ends, everyone just freezes in place, <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back to them. Um, but as you would have guessed, based on the title of that chapter, we are back with General Guff. He's on his way to see the whimsies. Um, he understands that failure of his mission will mean certain death. He'll be killed. He doesn't care. He's not that worried about it. He seems pretty confident. Yeah, the thing is, he hates happiness. He hates goodness. He wants to destroy the land of Oz. They're happy. They're good. He's going to succeed. Yeah, and he has a plan. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, the only reason people fail is because they're careless and they should be planning, and I have a plan. Which is why, like, in the last chapters that we covered like when he told Roquat the Red he was like hey you are too brash you are too like impulsive listen to everything I say and we will not lose this battle he's trying to be the level headed one Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily agree that he is that guy but He's doing a good enough job of pretending to be that guy, even so. Yeah, fine so far. He has good ideas. And the Gnome King has a good idea, too. Because to recap, his plan, his castle under the mountain, is at the very, very edge of the Deadly Desert. So all he has to do is tunnel under it to get to the Emerald City. Like, that's it. And... He wants to go right to the Emerald City. He doesn't yeah. want to come out in the land of the Winkies and who will send the alarm and then right. it'll be impossible to break into the Emerald City. Right. He's like, we're going all the way into the middle of Oz. We are going to tunnel there and come up under the Emerald City. Because directly across the desert is the land of the Winkies. Yes. So exactly. we're going beyond. Yeah, we're going um, right to the west. So the Gnome east. King um, assigns a thousand miners. To dig out the tunnel, and they build it high, they build it wide, so that the army and all of the allies that they're trying to get can march through it. And they're digging fast. I mean, they're I mean, they're, pro- they're, they're professional going. diggers. Yeah. The gnomes are miners. Yes, you know, so like it's coming together very quickly. Yeah, and as all scary. this, <laughs> it is scary, and because they're they're really chopping away. I mean, they're getting into the under the desert. How have they not thought of this before? I guess I know nobody in Oz ever stole anything from them, but it's just like they seem like they would want to start a war. You know, like, given what we will learn 
they seem violent. Well, it seemed like there were also maybe, like, I wonder if the Gnome King wanted to fuck with the witches. Mm. Like, I wonder if he was just like, I'm not going in this area because there's so many witches over here. Honestly, with his magic belt, he probably could have fucked up the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wicked Witch of the East. Yeah, the belt definitely seems a little invincible. The belt is just the worst thing that's ever been introduced in this series <laughs> because it has created a situation <laughs> where nothing can defeat it. There's like a lot of nothing. power you there. You know what? It's interesting because we've we've come into contact with a lot of magical items, but the only one that has had rules has been the turban that controls the winged monkeys. Oh, yeah. Everything else has just been powerful and magical. We don't know what it does. There's not like limit. So like, or yeah, there's the no ruby limit. slippers must be less powerful than the magic belt, based on where we are in yeah. this book. But like, I assume that they're just both all powerful magical things. It's hard to understand because. Like the magical belt seems to be able to do literally anything. Dorothy put it on and then turned two gnomes into eggs. Three Several books ago. Gnomes, yeah. Yeah. Like it's like it doesn't even make sense. But while all this is happening in the Gnome King's castle or whatever, Guff, General Guff, he's making his way to the chief of the Whimsies. He is on his way to the Whimsies, who are a <laughs> Strange and curious people. Um, they live out in the middle of nowhere by themselves. They live in their own land, land of the whimsies. They, <laughs> they're so gross. <laughs> <laughs> they're really big. They have start. these, yeah. They have these super large and strong bodies. But if if you saw a whimsy as it was, you would see this huge. Strong body, like maybe like a gorilla, Wyatt. Is that I, well, it's like taller. I taller than a gorilla because gorillas are kind of short. So like huge, but like like man size with like gorilla size muscles. But they have these little teeny weeny voodoo heads. They're not very smart. Like they're ashamed of it all. And so you know what they would do, of course. So okay, can we talk about this for a second? No. Because it says, well, we're going to. So it says <laughs> that they have small heads, which means they have small brains. And then immediately it says they're shameful of their appearance. So if they're so fucking stupid, why would they have be shameful of their appearance? That was only like the second emotion that Adam and Eve had after eating an apple. So like what, 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 what took them so long? I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how they can be like dumb like bugs and then also feel ashamed of how they feel. Yeah. Of how they look. They seem to be smarter than that. Maybe like that's what's dumb bugs. about it. I do think it's that's stupid. I <laughs> sure is layer stupid. of that. But like as we'll see, they have buildings, they have crafts that they do and art. Like they do things. So it's like they're just like really dumb. People, they're the equivalent of really dumb people, so, apparently. And actually, Hannah, to give you a full impression, we talked about how they're ashamed of their appearance, but we didn't talk about what they do to help their egos with yeah, that. Because they have a plan for that. Mm. Go for it, Wyatt. They wear big, giant plaster heads. 
They have a paper fucking mache head on top of their tiny doorknob head. Okay. And it has sheep's wool sewn into the hair and the sheep's wool or as hair, I mean. And the wool is dyed and their favorite colors are lavender, pink and green. And it's I don't know if anyone has seen the movie Fred. Um Oh which my is like god. An independent film, Wait, but like Frank. Frank, you're right. Frank, yeah. yeah, Frank. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. I'd oh, recommend I it. have the musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, yeah, yeah, he has yeah. a paper mache head. Yeah, um, it's very that. The faces on these paper mache heads are painted in all kinds of ridiculous ways. Um, according to the owner, you can just paint whatever face you want, which is apparently better uh, than original a makeup head. guru. Yeah. <laughs> so, they the whimsies look so whimsical and so absurd in these masks that they wear that they're called whimsies, which I'm a little confused by because they live out in the middle of nowhere where nobody can find them, but apparently they are called whimsies by the others. Yeah, I don't know who the others are, <laughs> but the chief of the whimsies... Giving lost vibes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, the others. Uh, but the chief of the whimsies, like, he doesn't have anything special going on like just no one in particular had a better reason to be the chief like no one else was more fit so he was like yeah like that's me i'm i'm the chief of the whimsies and just as an important note the whimsies are quote evil spirits who cannot be killed okay no unpacking of that. We're gonna move on past that. I'm not this is the last you'll hear of it. They're that's just the truth though. They are hated. They are feared by everyone. Yeah. Terrible fighters. Terrifying. They're Ter- super terrible strong. fighters in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never back down even when they're defeated. So it's like you have to like fight them until they can't even stand. And then it's they'll a like, fight fall to the down. death. Yeah, yeah, but they can't die. So General it's just a fight till you death. Uh General Guff is like, well, these big dumb bodies, they might come in handy. Yeah. So he arrives at the house of the chief, uh, which has a picture of a of a big grotesque head. Um, what is this, Foxville? I know, yeah. exactly. It's very Foxville. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. The chief has a big head. He has these big green eyes painted on. He has blue hair, a turned up nose, a grin that stretches halfway across his face, and there's just two little holes on his chin so his normal doorknob-sized eyes can watch out of his paper mache mask. Isn't that so weird? Yeah, that's terrifying. so creepy. So General Guff tells the Chief Whimsy that the gnomes plan to conquer Oz, take back the magic belt that was stolen from them, and they would like the Whimsy's help. Yeah, and they want to destroy the land. Yes. And the chief Whimsy is like, "Well, w- will there be fighting?" And he's like, "Yes." Then the chief Whimsy dances Wh- around the room three times to celebrate that there will be fighting. He must have liked that. Yeah, he liked that. He liked <laughs> that. But then he sits down. He fixes his paper mache head. Because it got mm. a little knocked around when he danced around the room three times. Ew. And I don't like he's that. It's like, to. Yeah. Yeah. It goes to. Well, his, <laughs> his head is not big enough to hold that mask in place. Yeah. So then he sits back down and he says something that I think is pretty rational. He says, 
we have no quarrel with Ozma of Oz. Why would you start a war with someone you have no problem with? Well, Guff is just like, hey, like, you love to fight. It's a really good chance to do that. And the now, chief is like... The chief whimsy is me in this moment, yeah. frankly. No. Because he's like, hmm, okay, we have no fight in this, but it'll be fun to fight. Wait till I sing a song. <laughs> so then he sings a foolish song, and... Guff tries to see, like, he's, like, listening really hard. He's like, okay, is there a meaning to this? Like, what like, is it? Yeah. Is this song something he's playing really close Making attention? Making up a song. Nope. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing there. He's like, oh, nope, those words don't mean anything. But then the chief asks a really good question, which is, what is the reward if we help you? Now, Guff is prepared for this question because... People will usually do a good deed for free, but for an evil deed, they typically demand payment. It's going to cost some money. Yeah. Yeah. So Guff tells him, hey, once we get the magic belt back, Roquat the Red will use it to give every whimsy a head as big as the fake ones they wear. So basically, the head that this guy, this chief whimsy is wearing right now, Will become his permanent real head. Oh. They'd like that, right? The it'll, chief it'll loves match, that. It'll whoa, match whoa, their bodies. Whoa. Yeah, that's one of their big things. He's immediately like, I'll talk to my people. Yeah, I'll yeah. figure some stuff out. Yeah. Let me turn some things around. Let me clear up the schedule. So the chief whimsy calls a meeting with his people quickly after learning the terms of the deal. They're like, yeah, we'll help. Yeah, they're Let's like, we it. get to fight and get good heads. Yeah, oh we're God. done. I, if I can fight and get good head, I will do it. <laughs> yeah. But one whimsy has a little bit of common sense. And he's like, hey, okay, what if they fail and they don't get the magic belt? Then we couldn't get our heads. Like, then what do we get? Like, so if we fight and they don't win, we get nothing. Then we're screwed and so it's not even our battle. In yeah. response. The other whimsies throw him into the river and laugh and laugh and laugh because his paper mache head was destroyed by the water. Yeah. <laughs> but Guff is feeling good. The deal's done. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. We got these guys. They're fucking crazy whimsies. <laughs> but guess what? We've got some other allies we need to acquire. So he's on going to be on the trail. He's just busy, busy, busy. He is. And that is how we end chapter six, how Guff visited the Whimsies. And Blake, what would you call that? Guff finds a whimsical ally. Chapter seven. How Aunt M conquered the lion. Yeah. So So we're flashing back again. Yeah. Emerald City. Dorothy, M, and Hen froze in place. And now we're back. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy shows Aunt M and Uncle Henry to their rooms. Aunt M. <laughs> okay. This is funny. Aunt M drew back at the sight of the splendid furniture and draperies. So earlier, I talked my shit <laughs> about how, like, oh, what? They're going to be scared of furniture, Dorothy? Turns out Aunt M actually is scared of furniture because she went, oh, 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 when she saw fancy furniture. And the thing is, she's like, Hey, is there somewhere I can wipe my feet? 
Because she's wearing these slippers that are probably fucking filthy. And everything in there is so beautiful. And she just doesn't want to destroy Dorothy anything. Dorothy's like, dude, this is your house. Go inside. <laughs> yeah. She's you like, will get new shoes. Yeah. You live here now. You don't have to worry about, like, you don't have to worry about keeping it clean because yeah. there's a maid. But also, like, you're the only one who comes in here. Yeah. No one else is coming here. Yeah, what a turnaround in a world. Yeah. And on him is just, like, she goes in. And she is just astounded by the beauty. It's she says, beautiful. It beats the Topeka Hotel. Where Topeka? she went once. Yeah, Topeka, Kansas. That is a Kansas town. Yeah. She must have been to the city once, I guess. I She's guess so. Back on their honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> but it's too much. Aunt Emma is literally like, yeah. hey, is there like an attic space we could move into? Because like, that's really more our class. Dorothy is like, no. Ozma says this is your room. This is your room. Also, like any rooms we have in this palace, they're either just as nice as this yeah. or nicer. So everything's like, this nice. Just suck it up. You're royalty now. Stop freaking out. You're wasting my time. Did you know that down there there's I thought pork she was belly? Be nice. Now, I mean, I've I've kind of gone off on the <laughs> tangent. But ultimately, she she does say like you live here now. This is the this reality. Is, this is what you have. Yeah. Deal with it. Suck it up. And on M, it's like, all right, like, I guess whatever you say, like, anyone can get used to anything. Do you like, have Henry's exact quote to this? Um. Well, what I have is that Henry, in a strange and thick accent, says that he's done some traveling in his time and that it's better to just take what you're granted and not ask any questions. So Dorothy... Just tours into the room. There's this big sitting room. It looks over the rose garden. There's two separate sleeping chambers with a bathroom in between. So it's gear. It's it's verified. They sleep in separate beds. Then Dorothy shows them on M's beautiful dressing room, full of pretty costumes, which the royal dressmakers were up all night preparing. Where they got on M's proportions is beyond me. Ozma, all Ozma had to do last night when she found that out was to zoom in on the tag on Anim's dresses in her closet. She could have broken into Dorothy's house, taken a dress back. Oh, yeah. You know what? She probably used the magic belt to have the exact dress dimensions teleported onto her fucking magic paper. Magic magic belt. Yep. So, anyway, that makes sense. Um, And also, Uncle Henry had nine suits that were all beautiful they were cut in the popular munchkin fashion that's unfortunate for him <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it has what is it, like a capri on him Whoa! well it's knee breeches uh silk stockings and jeweled buckled shoes and then also like a witch's hat yeah, a like, pointed like, hat. Or like a wizard's hat with a point and a wide brim and, and then bells dangle gold <laughs> bells like, this is my life now yeah <laughs> Oh, my God. Honestly, Uncle Henry's taken everything pretty well. He's like, all right, I'm going to take a bath, and then I'm going to change it to one of my new suits. Because like he said, like, you know, take what's given to you. Don't ask questions. That's his philosophy. He's like, hey, I'm just taking it in because, like, it's all good. You know, Mm. like, great. On M. Is losing it. (laughs) She's losing it. What's What's her wardrobe? 
So. Hers is pretty. Like hers is just dresses and gowns. Okay. Of every sort and size. Uncle like, Henry it, has more okay. weird shit to get used to. She just can't use get used to the opulence. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Which like honestly, I'm like, are you like begging for attention right now? You're it, like, no, I couldn't possibly unless I look good. Do I, do I look good? She's yeah, not it's doing girl, that. Just, just slay work. Mm-hmm. No way. Do the no. do them cut thing. cut to Aunt M being so unable to get herself ready that Jalea Jam, Dorothy, and two oh other God. maids and a like, housekeeper. And a housekeeper. It's five like people. I'm sorry, I just pinning, love that crossover. They're just like pin- yeah. oh, Jalea. <laughs> they're just like pinning her down, brushing her hair, oh washing her body, putting her makeup on. And, and the thing she's is, just is she like, fighting? I, I can no, only she's a- not fighting. I can okay. only imagine actually that she's like <laughs> like it just seems like she I would kind of like it if she did not. that the th- I don't know my impression is that it's not like she's fighting them like an animal it's she's like oh what's that like what are you doing like oh my god like I mean imagine like I don't know like I'm imagining them like curling her eyelashes and her being like oh, oh my what's god what's that machinery it exactly it does yeah. not take five people to listen to a person be obnoxious it does take five people to pin a person down and force them to do something bad. That's true. I guess you're right. They must be just. It's gotta be. Forced. It's gotta Regardless. seem a little intense. On him, she's all of a flutter. Um, she she's been rigged like a poppin' J. What does that mean? Um, poppin' a J. <laughs> Y'all never know. popped a J before. I don't know what a poppin' J. <laughs> <laughs> why did you? Why did you say it? Because she said it. On him said, "Y'all rigged me like a poppin' Jane." <laughs> um, <and> Y'all rigged. <laughs> true. <laughs> um, and she didn't realize she would be putting on airs at her age like this. Henry had resolved to take a bath and then put on a blue satin suit. So he's already like has his little plan. He's like, "I know what I'm gonna fucking do." And then everyone's ready. And they come out and they find him, and he's just walking around pacing in his blue suit with his little hat. With the I don't bells. Know why he's pacing, honestly. He's pacing because he feels like he looks like a fruit. True. And I'm allowed to say that. But he, I mean, frankly, Dorothy, when she sees him, she's like, he looks great. He looks cleaned up. But Uncle Henry's like, say, Dorothy, do all the men in this place dress like this? And Dorothy's like, oh, yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. who's not a machine or the scarecrow or the tin woodman or the shaggy man, yeah, which, which is, is an exhaustive actually list. a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you just named it's ten a, people. It's yeah. everyone we know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's also just not real people other than the shaggy man. Yeah. Well, but there's a lot of people in the in the Emerald City, so... Yeah. But then on him, yeah, there's yeah, fucking exactly. 6,000 buildings we or whatever. We know exactly how many people <laughs> exactly. in city. I will go into on it. him comes out. She looks like a million bucks. Henry looks like a million bucks except munchkinified. Which, <laughs> frankly, I'm like, give the men suits. The women just, just get to go to Oz and wear what they would wear anyway. Exactly. And the men go to Oz and they have, they have to, to be dress. munchkins. So, frankly, like, on him says, Henry, you look like a play actor. Is she turned on? Well, not really. Was, she's yeah, still she's book. still a little stressed out, and it's a children's <laughs> book as well, and it's a family show. But Uncle Henry tells her that she looks 
more highfalutin than a peacock. And on a- a- actually, maybe they are both a little turned on. <laughs> no, it, they're not. It seems like they're both just like saying. Henry's like, at least uh, got to be right in the writing. It was like on M said, Henry, you look like a play actor. She said in a critical voice, like. And then it did say that. Yeah. So he's like insulting her back. And then she looks down and she's like, Yeah, I do look like a fucking peacock. And actually, like, we're just the helpless victims of this like royal show. I'm actually. So we just have to do it. I'm going to decide that this is an episode of Pleasantville and they noticed each other for the first time. An episode? Well, because the movie is about a TV show. Oh, I get it. So Dorothy takes Anna and Uncle Henry on a tour of the palace. Um, they, they see many people. They yeah. see many. They, she shows them her rooms. They get introduced. Well, to do they officially meet like like the tiger and like the lion? So and we stuff? don't we don't learn about that, but I'm going mm-hmm. to say no because of something that happens later. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. On their tour, like, Aunt M is just like, I cannot believe what you were saying was true this whole time. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, where are all the strange creatures that you said you knew? And Uncle Henry's like, yeah, yeah, where the scarecrow is. He also asks, where's the wizard? Oh, well, he's going to be at lunch because they're already planning on going to lunch, right? Mm. It's like, okay, well, what about Jack Pumpkinhead? And she's like, oh, he lives outside of town. He owns a pumpkin field. So she's Uh, paying attention. She's she's like, here's the thing. You will learn Jack Pumpkinhead when you meet him. He's not here right now. Um, as well as she's like, let's end this conversation. It's just a roll call. Uh, like yeah. stop listing the names. Woggle bug, the shaggy man. Don't TikTok. name drop like, me right now. You will meet everyone <laughs> yeah. when you meet them. Right now, you're standing here with yeah. me. And actually, <laughs> we're about to go see Belina. So yeah. let's yes. go. Let's go. Well, doesn't <laughs> she? She knows Belina technically. Well, no, because they're not from no, the same farm. No, because in, oh, the, it was in on the Return ship. to Oz, yeah, that fucked me in up. In Return yeah. to Oz, yeah. they owned Belina. That's yeah. right. I thought the same thing when I was reading it, though, and I was like, oh, they're going to be like reunited. But no, they don't know her. But they walk up to Belina's house in the backyard, and Belina's on her porch, like, she is summoning herself. She's loving it. And she jumps down. And she's like, oh, my God, like, I'm so glad to see you. Like, I kind of figured you'd come by today because, like, I knew you were here now. And Dorothy's like, yeah. And actually, we're here to stay. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah. Oh. And Belina is ecstatic. <laughs> she's she like, is, okay. And she's like, you're all so lucky. There's literally no other place to yeah. stay. Like, but she's like, you're so lucky. She's like, come on in and meet all my Dorothys. And she's like, well, actually, Asterix. There's a little yeah. there's a little star there next to that because she has nine Dorothy's now. Okay. okay. And the qualifier that's about to go on this is crazy cuz nine Dorothy's are number 1 still living. Right. And number 2 grown into beautiful young hens. So her children that we met in the last book 
grown adults now. Yeah. They're full grown hens with their own children. And oh, only some of long? them are living and only some um, of them are hens. Probably after like four to eight months would a chicken start laying eggs. My parents okay. got chicks and four months later they were fully grown laying yeah. eggs. Oh, okay. so, so it's pretty And quick. those are the new ones because the other ones were like nine months or something. Like they were like Oh, there's a difference. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, they had to get pretty old. But we'll have your mom as a guest sometime. Um, Ask about the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> but so now she has grown children, nine Dorothys. Um, she has one who got sick at Ozma's birthday party. Caught a it was cold a super, at birthday. It was a super spreader event. <laughs> and this chick died oh. of the pip. Of the pip, whatever that means. Of I tried pip. to Google it. Yeah, I couldn't really get a clear Nothing. answer. I tried Googling it, too. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah. I kept finding some South Park character called Pip who died. Oh. <laughs> um, but then, Pip. so, nine Dorothys, one dad, and then two who turned out to be roosters. So, they had to change their names. Couldn't be Dorothys as roosters. No. They changed them to Daniel. Oh. And Belina's like, so now the D on all of their lockets stands for Dorothy and also Daniel. May I? Uh, <laughs> make it easy. May I? Yeah. May I? You may. When we met Belina, her name was Bill. And Dorothy said, well, your name couldn't possibly be Bill. You're a hen. That's a boy's name. And Belina was like, oh, I don't really care. The name is meaningless to me. Why couldn't her roosters be Dorothy's? That's true. Well, she did have to send them it's away because they were so boy. Yes, roosters are <sighs> yeah, violent. Maybe, you know, maybe Belina's opinion is different than Dorothy's. But that was what Belina said. Belina's name was Bill, and she didn't care. I guess That's she's... True. It's Honestly, if anything, I guess she's forming herself after Dorothy. Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, I guess she's changed her mind, and then she's, the, yeah, emulating. So... Belina tells them that she named the roosters Daniel and Uncle Henry. He's kind of catching up and he's like, you named both the roosters Daniel? And Belina's like, yeah, I've got nine Dorothys. I've got two Daniels. Um, the nine Dorothys have 86 sons and daughters. And over 300 grandchildren. Over 300 oh grandchildren. Oh, my God. So, which so Belina's children have 300 grandchildren. Belina has 386 grand Three. slash great-grandchildren. Yeah, exactly. Who is taking care of them? Fucking Emerald City Their taxes. The They're tax, there. The taxpayers. Because, okay. So, Dorothy, real quick, is like, what are the rest of the chickens' names? And Belina's like, they're all Dorothy's or Daniels. I, I I don't know what to tell you. Some are juniors. Some are double juniors. It's either Dorothy yeah. or it's Daniel. Because yeah. those are good um, names. There's no reason to go hunting around for better names. It's funny because there must be multiple so, yeah. Daniel Juniors and Daniel Junior Juniors. Yeah. And vice versa with the Dorothys. But still, that is just funny. But it makes sense. They're fine. Honestly, Hannah, the chickens are thriving. Yeah. They're doing great. Um, their numbers are growing every day. Their numbers, literally, like, they'll have a little army. Yeah. No one eats eggs anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, she's like, oh, we have. Well, she's like, we have so many fucking <laughs> no people in my eggs. family, and she was like, Ozma doesn't even know what to do with the eggs. Like, like there's like, they, they're like, everyone's being taken care of. We're never harmed or eaten. So like, 
there's there's just we're multiplying. Yeah. And Belina is the queen and governor of every chicken in Oz. <laughs> like not just the Emerald City, but the country of Oz. Yeah. Are there so other chickens? There's not. I think it's just her family. <laughs> <laughs> I said they just made, they made that up. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's overwhelmed. <laughs> she's overwhelmed. But then she's like, hey, do you guys want to come in? I, I honestly feel like she's like this grandmother who's like, just like, l- remind me of the glory days. Because <laughs> she's like, do you guys want to come inside and like, look at my pearl necklace and all my jewelry? Yeah. And Anem <laughs> and Dorothy and Uncle Henry are like, okay. Yeah, yeah, like let's go inside and look at your jewelry. Like, I guess that's what we're doing. She shows <laughs> them. She's like, "These are all my things." They go to the back of the house and they meet nine Dorothys and two Daniels. They're all very polite and very sweet, and they're all very well educated. And they go into the back to meet all of oh Lena's grandchildren and great grandchildren. They're, they're all there. Are three hundred, so four, five hundred chickens yes. of varying ages. Um, there's a teacher hen who's like twenty-two. In people years, um, because it said she was like a young hen, um, but she wears glasses and she's teaching them grammar and Aww. manners. Yeah, um, it's cute. Yeah, too. And then love and that. then they Ooh. sing a patriotic song. Oh. to welcome Aunt Em and Uncle yeah, Henry. Yeah, it got like real Third Reich for a second. I feel I didn't really get it was that. Just like, oh, guests, sing I mean, them the national anthem. This like, was before, so I guess this is really the Third Reich got... This is the Second Reich. The Emerald City of Oz. All in all, on and Uncle Henry, they're very impressed with these chicks. Um, they think they're amazing. Dorothy wants to stay and play with the chicks, so instead of finishing the tour that she forced her traumatized parents <laughs> into going on, she said, oh... You guys just walk around the grounds, and I'm going to sit here and play with the chicks, and then just find your way back through an entire yeah. palace into your room, and then I'll find you there later and before the, dinner. It's, just, it's insane. I just, if I threw my parents into any place that they're just not familiar with, it's like they have a routine. They yes. have things that they do in their day. And now you've taken them away from that and then been like, Okay, go go do whatever you want to do now. And she should be. And it's she, like, what do I want to do? She, I've been yeah. taking care of this goddamn farm my entire yes. life. I know nothing else. And she should be excited to show uh, the Emerald City, honestly, yeah. to her family. She has chicks at home. Also, she lives shows, here now. Wow. And it shows just like, bitch. I've been telling the truth the whole time. Let me show you every <laughs> single detail yeah. of this place yeah. that I told you about. I'd be like, you haven't met the Tin Woodman, the Scarecrow. Like, those are the most important parts. You're I'd gonna be like, meet We're them. actually gonna go see them now. You're we'll gonna fucking look at them. I can't believe her behavior here, but honestly, Ozma's been stressing me out. Dorothy's been stressing me out. I feel like L. Frank Baum is like, there's a lot of tension in starting the air. over, and he's making people different. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, insanely though Aunt Em and Uncle Henry just go off alone well I mean the palace is surrounded by the palace walls yeah. they're not gonna get lost and it's not like they're gonna run into like a giant they're gonna monster s- or they're something. gonna stay on the grounds and then That's they're true. gonna bump into somebody and go hi we're Aunt Em and Uncle Henry can you show us where we live <laughs> and then they'll be taken they're not even just lost in the Emerald City they are on the palace grounds 
Um, that just. But they yeah. also they feel weird because they're like, whoa, they like you feel very weird. We're fucking but poor country people, and we never thought we'd be able to do. They're this. warming yeah. up to it though. They're definitely warming up to it. They're uh, yeah. Um, they're enjoying themselves. Like they're having fun together, which is yeah. really sweet. Well, um, they seem more chill than honestly I thought they would be. Yeah. Yeah. That but they'd freak out a little more. <laughs> they yeah, on M's like been a little bit like what the hell? But Henry's been pretty chill, and like mm-hmm. ultimately they've both been pretty chill. But then they turn this corner, and they see this lion sitting there, and he's surprised by them. They're surprised by him, <laughs> and Aunt M goes, "Save me, Henry! Save me! Save me, Henry!" Yeah, and Henry's like, nothing's happening to you. Well, <laughs> let's be real, oh. nothing's happening yet. Let's be, let's chill. Yeah, but he's the the lion. This huge ass lion sees them, and Henry's like, I don't even think I can save myself. That we thing, need a gun, yeah, woman. Like, that thing could eat me. Where's my goddamn eat you. gun? Well, yeah, he's like, I wish I had one. She's like, haven't you? Haven't you got a gun with you? And he's like. Nary I didn't a get gun. a chance to pack. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. He's like, no, I don't have a fucking gun. But, like, let's just die brave and graceful. Like, I knew it was too lucky to be true. Wow. Like, our luck was going to run that out. That is <laughs> Dorothy Gale's family. Like, I guess we'll just die with a smile yeah. on our face. Oh, my face. God. That <laughs> is. Seriously. They accept their fate so uh, easily. On him, on the other hand, though, like, Uncle Henry must be her mom's brother or something. Because on him is not blood related. Because she is like... I am not <laughs> going to be eaten by a lion. But fortunately, she has heard that savage beasts can be conquered by the human eye. So she's just going to have a stare down with the lion to save their lives. <laughs> Uncle Henry's like, go for it. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, look at look at him the way you look at me when I'm late for dinner. And yeah, I, thought, we were, I yeah. thought it was a serious moment. <laughs> it kind of is, though, because Aunt M <laughs> oh my is God. like, she's uh, like, <laughs> yeah, it's her dilated <laughs> eye. She stares. She has what it's it's she just she's staring. She glares at the lion and the lion begins to visibly look like uneasy and disturbed, which I'm like. Yeah, you're sitting in the garden where you live, and some old woman starts staring at you like really pointedly. That's kind of scary. Yeah. So the lion starts to get pretty uncomfortable, and he's like, uh, Is something wrong, ma'am? And then they scream. <laughs> they're like, What the fuck? Like, that thing talks. But, so it's like, Come on. Yeah, at this point, suddenly, Henry is like, Oh, Dorothy told us about a lion. We, isn't that the one we saw in Ozma's throne room? Yeah, like, yeah, he's like, we literally saw this beast. Like, so hold on. On M's like, Lion, are you a friend of Dorothy's? The Cowardly Lion is like, dude, me and Dorothy, we go way back. We're very fond of each other. Uh, me and the Hungry Tiger are actually Ozma's bodyguards. And then they have a little discussion which is stupid about how like oh well you're king of the forest but you're you're the cowardly lion you're scared and it just like goes like yeah. in a weird place the cowardly lion is like 
oh, you're saying I am a lion and I'm cowardly. Yeah, no, don't worry. I've heard that before. <laughs> Let's skip this Good part. Good one. But yeah. M does ask. She's like, so were you really afraid of my gaze? And he's like, oh, I was terribly scared. Like, I thought that you were going to have a fit, but then I saw your eyes and you were just making me shake with fear. And I'm like, mm, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no. Yeah, was he it. was like, you're... You were so scary that I almost ripped you both to shreds just so that I wouldn't have to be under your horrible gaze anymore. Yeah. Like, it's, like, point lion. That's scary. (laughs) Literally, yeah. You sure are scary. So whatever you just did now is scary. I'm still a fucking lion. Um, But Uncle Henry is very quickly like, okay, uh, have a good morning, Mr. Lion. We'll see you around. And the lion's like, yeah. If you're going to live in the Emerald City, you're going to see me around all Be the around, time. Honey. Which, frankly, yeah. like they basically walked up to him, insulted him, and then he stood up for himself. So yeah. I'm not mad. No, no, I'm not either. Yeah. And that is the sentiment we're going to leave. Chapter seven: How Aunt M conquered the lion. And Blake, what would you call mm. that? I know. A roaring start in Oz. Chapter 8, How the Grand Gallipoot Joined the Gnomes. So after leaving the Whimsies, Guff sets out toward the northwest to visit the country of the Grallywogs. Grallywogs? Grallywogs. 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 Okay, yeah. there's a lot of like, Gwaliwoo, Gwalawak, Gwalawoo, Gallipoot, It's it's crazy. Yeah. To get to the Growly Wogs, Gump ha- Guff. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say Gump. There's a lot happening. Uh, <laughs> Guff has to cross the Ripple Land, which is a very difficult thing to do. Okay. It's crazy. So this land, it's a bunch of big mountains and hills and is it valleys. In Oz? It, it well, no, it's in a fairy land. Well, it's like outside oh. of Ev, I guess. Yeah, it's between Ev and like how far has Guff gone? Is this all a day for him? Because it's all been a day for Dorothy. I don't know. It must be. Yeah, it must be a day's journey. Hmm. And the Ripple Land is. It has big mountains and hills, and then low valleys, and. Like, it's just a bunch of them. So it's like a ripple like that. But then also the land ripples. So you'll be like on the top of a mountain, but the land under you like moves down to the bottom of the ripple. So it's like you're in a valley. So it's like you're walking across a rippling water and it's hard to do. Essentially, it's actually hard to explain, even though I read it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just like constantly like moving like a sheet that's being flapped. It's like a wave and pool. It's yeah. very easy. But you're to, walking. It's very easy to lose your way if you're walking yeah. up and down and up and down and up and down like that. I hate that. Uh, when you think you're walking in a straight line. So, but he just resolves to stay the course, keep walking, don't get distracted, and it pays off for him. Um, he makes it to the other end of the ripple land and passes through a dense forest. And finally, he makes it to the dominion of the Growlywogs. And the first thing that happens is two guards snatch him up. Yep. He is seized (laughs) immediately. The Growlywogs are not fucking around. 
Guff is taken before the Grand Gallipoot of the Grallywogs. <laughs> the Grand... Yes. Laugh about it. Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a bad name. Guff is taken by the two guards to go to the Grand Gallipoot of the Grallywogs. <laughs> okay. Jeez, that's Ready? not a real Ready? sentence. Three times fast. Guff is taken to the Grand Gallipoot of the Grand Gallywogs of the Grallywogs. Graf is taken to the Grand Gallipoot of the Grand Gallipoot Graf is connected with the part of the key. Um, but the Grand Galipu is like, why have you dared intrude into our territory? <laughs> Guff is like, I'm the high general of the invincible army of the gnomes. And my name makes the world tremble when it's said. And the Growlywogs laugh at him so harshly. And then they also toss him really high in the air. <laughs> Just launch him. Yeah. Into the and air. then he falls right on the ground and like yeah. breaks his shoulder. He's oh my pretty, God. He's like not yeah, happy. He's acting cool, he's, but he's, he's pretty not scared. But he's in a lot of pain. He's scared. He's scared. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Well, <laughs> King Roquat sent me to ask for your assistance in conquering the wonderful land of Oz. And the. Gallipoot, the Grand Gallipoot is like, go on. Yeah. Um his voice, by the way, it's like a it's like a a roar and a growl, and he mumbles. And like, so why? he so when he said go on, it was like <laughs> like I don't I like I don't even know. Like how I can, like rah, rah. the growly wogs, here's how they look. They're huge. <laughs> They're gigantic. They have this really tight skin on these really big muscles so they look like um disgusting yeah no <laughs> meats no fats just muscle skin and bone it's it's bad yeah. the weakest growlywog could pick up a full-grown elephant and throw it seven miles away <gasps> oh my god yeah. it's, which i was gonna make a trivia question about that but i was like i'm not gonna be able to get nonsense. it it's just insane <laughs> <laughs> um Nobody likes the Growlywogs. They're savage. They're mean. And so the Growlywogs have kind of devoted their lives to just hating everyone, including gnomes. Yeah. They uh... hate all the people. And Guff was like, I'm just going to win them over. It's going to be easy. Like, he's like, hey, the land of Oz is ruled by this mamby pamby girl, quote, mamby pamby. Uh, who's she's kind and she's good. Everyone's happy there. Is like, that what they use? Mamby Pamby. Mamby yeah. Pamby. Was well, it like Mamby Pamby girl? Um, I think it's supposed to be like wussy. Honestly, oh. yeah. You get a little Mamby Pamby nurse Nancy. Nurse Nancy. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but he's like, yeah, like she's terrible. Like, don't you hate that? And he's like, right, right. He says, right. he says, go on. So <laughs> Guff tells the Growlywogs, he's like, okay, Ozma, Dorothy, and Belina, they came. They liberated the slaves that we took, who were the royal family of Ev. They stole Roquat's magic belt. And we want, oh, actually, at this point, the Gallipoot says, Yay. <laughs> Translation, please. Go on. Oh. <laughs> still still that. <laughs> but Guff tells the Grand Gallipoot that the Growlywogs are the strongest people in all the world and that the gnomes could really use their help to conquer the 
the Inkeringi, the Emerald City. I'm sorry. He's trying to talk like them. So in return, <laughs> in return, Guff promises them 10,000 Ozites to be their slaves. Yeah. <gasps> and the grand goalie grab is like, which means 20,000. Yeah. Okay. And Double then Guff it. is like, okay, fine. We'll promise you 20,000 slaves, which is insane. So the Gallipoot makes a hand signal. And what do you think would be happening, Hannah? What do you think is about to happen to Guff after all of this? After all the information? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he'd be getting fucking smacked like seven miles. Yeah. That's a good guess, really. He could probably throw him farther than seven miles. Yeah. Yeah. He's not as big as an Even the weakest, yeah. So, Gallipoot makes a hand signal. The Growlywogs all come in, pick up General Guff. (gasps) And carry him to prison. Oh, okay. Right to prison. And what his jailer is doing is sticking him with pins to amuse himself. He is sticking him with little needles just so that Guff is, goes, ouch! Oh, yeah. wow, he just no. wants to watch his fat little body yeah, jump he and tor- hear, oh his, God. hear his little uh, voice scream. Yeah, he's doing now, torture. While so these guys are like the worst. They're just, like, they're just demons. Yeah. yeah. While this is happening... The Grand Gallipoot meets with the most important officials of the Growlywags. The Grand Gallipoot, he's like, hey, I think we should offer to help the gnomes. And then once we conquer Oz, we'll take our 20,000 slaves we were promised and we'll take all the jewels and all the gold that we want. Yeah. They're like, we're going to steal it all. And the counselor is like, yeah, like, let's do that and let's also take the magic belt another counselor is like yeah let's do that let's take the magic belt and let's rob the gnome king blind and take him as a slave too yeah and the grand gallopoot was like so uh yeah. general guff just like seemed to have started drama yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah oopsie, oopsie. Like, oh, you guys are this desperate? <laughs> okay. Well, we'll take everything that you have then. So you're saying I'm stronger than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Grand Gallipoot, he loves this idea. He wants King Roquat to polish his boots. He wants King Roquat to serve him porridge. and Those two bags. things specifically. Oh specifically, he names those. But then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have the Gnome King be my slave. And then one of the counselors is like, oh, there's this famous scarecrow and he's going to be my slave. Someone else is like dibs on pick and choose. Yeah. (laughs) Someone else is like dibs on the TikTok man. And another one is like, give me the tin woodman. They plan who's going to get what slaves and what treasure. Yeah. They're doing all this. Meanwhile, I bet Uncle Henry and Aunt Em really wish they weren't in Oz right now. They walked right (laughs) into it. They knew what was going on. Oh, my God. And the Grand Gallipoot is like, okay, like, you know, the only reason we haven't destroyed Oz is because of the Deadly Desert. And since they're going to tunnel through, it's just going to give us the opportunity to do what we've always wanted to do. Like, that's great. Yeah. So, sure, tell Guff we'll do it. Let's so let's tell Guff. They agree to do it with their amendments, of course, but they're not going to tell anyone else about those amendments. They go off and eat dinner. Guff... Still in prison. 
and he he's literally he's he assumes that he's being put to death. Yeah, he's like he thinks uh, he's gonna this be killed. didn't work. I'm dead. Um, but the jailer got bored of poking him with pins and needles, so now he's just ripping out his whiskers at the root. Yep, one, one by one. By one. He's doing These people are the worst. He has made it a quarter of the way through, which, while that doesn't sound very close to all, it's a lot. It's many. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. Um. So yeah, Guff is freaking out. Finally, the Grand Gallipoot sends for Guff. And the jailer tells the messenger, he's like, wait a few hours. I haven't even pulled out a quarter of his whiskers yet. Yeah, he also begs, wait, let me let me keep going. And then he's like, oh, you can't tell the Grand Gallipoot what to do. He'll break your spine. He will break your spine. Just give me the prisoner. Yeah. And the jailer's like, okay, just kick him. Kick him with every step he takes. His body's so soft like a ripe peach. Just ki- just give him kicks for me. Like, he's so gross. That guy's Sick. insane. He's crazy. That guy I needs to... love it. <laughs> he needs to see someone. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Guff is taken to the Grand Gallipoo and told that they've decided to aid the gnomes in their conquest. Yeah. And whenever they send word, however that happens, they will send 18,000 of their best warriors to go fight in Oz. Yeah. Now Guff is back on his way. He's like, I'm so excited. All that torture stuff. Water under the bridge. I'm fine. Yeah. He's um, like, cool. Because he, he, he yeah. thought he was going to be put to death. He thought he was going to be killed. Guess, and now he's yeah. good. Well, now he's daydreaming. Yeah. And he's like, if we win this battle... I might be more powerful than Roquat the Red. I mean, I'm friends with the Whimsies, and they're stronger than the Gnomes. And I'm friend with, friends with the Growlywogs, mm. and they're stronger than the Whimsies. He's and I'm going to go get more allies. Yeah. I'm so power. Power corrupts absolutely, is yeah. basically what's happening. Here. He's going off. It's like, actually, you're just an errand boy. You're yeah, an errand boy. They that sent you here because they thought you would <laughs> die. He just almost died in prison yeah. and was like, I guess I'm out to. <laughs> if yeah. you want to call that an ally, then sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he has all those friends. He's going off to get even more is where he's headed. And that is the end of chapter eight. How the Grand Gallipoot joined the gnomes. And Blake, what would you call that? I would call that gambling with the Growlywogs. Thank you for listening to Oz Hour. Please join us next time as we continue with Chapter 9, How the Wogglebug Taught Athletics. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Oz Hour Podcast. The... <laughs> I fucked up. Let me start over. I'm just going to start from the beginning. Thank you for listening to Oz Hour. Please join us next time as we continue with Chapter 9, How the Wogglebug Taught Athletics. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Oz Hour Podcasts for the latest on everything Oz. Oz Hour, created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swingham. Co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. 
Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Klobis. Cover art by Valentin Lucas.